What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 157 of the Undiluted Podcast. This is JP. Mike will be back in a minute. Well, he'll be joining us in a minute. He got some business to take care of. But in the meantime, we got for the first time our new co-host by the name of Katrina. What's up? Hey, what's going on? How you feeling? I am good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being here. So, first things first, um, Mm -hmm. before we get into a couple of topics and everything, uh, welcome to the Undiluted family and uh, just, you know, give them a quick rundown, you know, a little deal about you in case they're curious as to who Katrina is. Who is Katrina? I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, Well, (laughs) hi, everybody. I'm Katrina. Um, I have my own podcast called The Pink Bed Podcast. Um, I've been podcasting for about a year, but I've been on somewhat of a uh, hiatus. So I'm just kind of trying to inch my way back onto the scene. So I'm happy to join Undiluted, and yeah, so let's get it. What are we talking about tonight? That's what's up. That's what's up. So, we'll be a few things um, ranging from, there's so much going on. Uh, Man. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Let me get the heaviest thing out the way first. I want to say rest in peace to take off rest in peace take off yes one of the members of the world famous grammy award winning mm-hmm. uh groups the migos mm-hmm. pretty legendary you know he was only 28 years old crazy um, he was the one who you might some say you know he was the most like lyrical out of the group you know, he came in, take off and then rap, do his thing, you know. Right. He was a talented dude, man. Pretty young, very quiet. You rarely heard anything about this guy. You, right. Like, if you heard, like, something controversial about one of the members, it's usually Offset or Quavo. Quavo, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, coincidentally, um, during this situation in Houston, uh, when he was when his life was taken, you know, supposedly, allegedly, he he was just chilling him out in his own business, and a heated altercation came about after a, a dice game or during a dice game, and some bullets ended up flying, and he uh, accidentally got hit, and that's you know that's messed up. Unfortunately, he lost his life. Um, yeah. But isn't that crazy? Isn't that how it always goes? It's always a person that stays out the way. You know what I'm saying? A person who never really has anything to do with what's going on that always becomes a victim, no matter what. That's always the narrative. Right, that's pretty ridiculous, man. It's sad. Like, it, and it's what's messed up about that is that it's so normal nowadays. Mm-hmm. Especially... <laughs> Coming from Chicago and everything, like yeah, yeah. It it reminds me. It reminds me of um. Well, not to switch gears, but like 
one thing I think that bothered me about this whole situation with takeoff is I was it was like the first thing I saw when I woke up yesterday on the socials but like when I went over to Twitter just all these videos of him laid out bleeding out the head the whole bit and it really did dawn on me how desensitized we are to just death and how we are so enamored with celebrity that like everybody just wants to see the body let me see the body right but like yeah we we do forget that these are actual people and they have families and people who care for them and the trauma that that leaves to just see your child just laid out it was so much blood you know what i'm saying it's so much to, to see first thing in the morning you know right. what i'm saying i regret even glancing at that because i thought yeah. it was, i thought it was a social media hoax at first mm-hmm. and i just glanced at the video and mm-hmm. you know you, you can't really tell what's going on at first and then you're like oh that's a body on the ground and I'm like, oh no, like I shouldn't have even opened this up. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, but we we're enamored with death. We are. And um we're enamored with celebrity. And so it's just it's just a horrible mix. But like um I felt like I'm really big on energy and I felt the heaviness, like all day yesterday. Every time I went online, every time I went on Twitter, no matter where I went that's what that was what was the hashtag they was they was uh, uh, posting around yesterday um let black men grow old or something like that yeah and that's actually um i think uh the rapper young Dolph, his his uh widow kicked that off when Dolph was killed Mm. uh using that as a slogan yeah um so yeah she actually offered some words too i don't have the quote right here but Mm-hmm. Uh, that was sad too young Dolph he was a very smart brother and he preached a lot about real estate and investing and things like that and you know he did a lot for Memphis and he was well known and just unfortunate when you're doing good like that getting a lot of love you attract haters sometimes and yeah rest in peace young Dolph man rest in peace yeah but uh yeah, but to back back in, to go back like you know a little deeper into what you said, you know as far as energy and everything, mm-hmm. uh, the lyrics, the music, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about that, like I'm like, do these rappers sometimes uh, like not to blame an innocent person who fell victim to gun violence for that, like, mm-hmm. but. It's like when you rapping these type of lyrics, it's like sometimes I think like do you, do you kind of inadvertently like inadvertently like um attract that to yourself? Like if you constantly rapping about guns, mm. violence. That's an interesting thought. Like you're talking about like the same way that people do like affirmations and they you know try to speak what they want into their lives. Are you saying that like when rappers say certain things in the lyrics that they're kind of like speaking these things on their life yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like no i I don't think so i think um the whole piece about words of affirmation and things like that it's the intention that you put behind it you know i think when these dudes are you know writing whatever 
it's entertainment. That's all it is. It's entertainment. They're trying to entertain the masses. I don't think their intention is to bring about chaos and death and all of that. It's just, it's entertainment. Yeah, it's a form of art. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I think it would be nice to hear, like, you know what I'm saying, hip hop take a back seat to all the glorification of violence, you know what I'm saying, for once, especially with drill being so dominant. Like, man, it's, you hear a lot of these lyrics about, like I said, the killing and the doing drugs and the violence. And I know we grew up on some of that too, and all, you know, the rap we grew up on, but it's like, it, it's dominating it for the most part now to the point where these dudes started doing auto-tune and kind of it, it it melded with like R&B so you had a lot of these dudes who can't sing doing auto-tune and doing R&B and you know the lyrics as far as the R&B bangers mm-hmm. the so-called R&B bangers you got these rappers singing and with these crazy ass lyrics so I don't know man that's just me though so that kind of ties into what um I saw a post that Lakeith Stanfield has said that was kind of along the lines of that when he was saying you can't support gangster rapping and be pro-black at the same time. And then there's like a whole like quote that he put and like people were like going in on him for that. Oh, they gave him backlash for that? Yes, much backlash. <laughs> like they were going <laughs> off on him. But um, I got the, the, I got the actual quote right here too. What do you, what do you say? Okay, so he, he kicked it off with the caption. Um, if you are for gangster rap, you can't also like. And the post goes the dangerous toxicity associated with this glorified black serial killer and kill music and imagery got people thinking it's cool to hurt those that look like them and only them. Mm. It's okay to embrace the realities of life in the harder areas, but. Let's think about not holding up this behavior in our circles. Let's make it cool to embrace life, travel, and learn new things. I know that the scope of issues we have to contend with is much larger than just this, and that we have a lot to work, a lot of work to do in many areas to restore our hearts and minds after centuries of persecution and manipulation, but we have to start somewhere at some level we have to see our lives as valuable so that we think before we react and see another human when we look at a human man Mm. we must stop whole self-destructive shit up and embrace things that build us a whole i think he meant as a whole so Mm. that we can lead the world in the direction of prosperity by example. Getting reckless now and again is part of who we are, but for the most part, turn that stupid shit off. End quote. Oh. <laughs> End quote. See, this is the thing. Like, so have you seen this meme that's like, it's not, it's, I'm paraphrasing, but it says something along the lines of, girls be uh black blasting um rap music on their way to the farmer's market like that's me right like I'm, <laughs> I'm on my way to the farmer's market i'm blasting migos but i got a whole like cloth bag with like carrots and apples and like you know fucking peonies in my bag like that's me 
but like that to me is just music I'm just enjoying the music enjoying the lyrics and I'm just okay next song in the queue like I'm not it's not my life right I think Mm -hmm. some people they might take it too far but I think the vast majority of people that listen to the music understand that it's entertainment it is what it is um but some people it is a lifestyle and they do take it there but I don't think overall I don't think the lyrics or the music are the issue I think conflict resolution amongst black people is a problem I think that a lot of people do not know how to communicate effectively I feel like a lot of people do not know how to resolve conflict effectively and that just that isn't in just romantic spaces just in general mm-hmm. a lot of people do not know the art of good communication and that's how shit like this happens like all these different reports about like what even caused this to snowball into what it became a takeoff all these reports of oh it was a dice game and then it was an argument and it was this and it was and then, and then it was that but the foundational piece of it was there was some sort of disagreement somewhere along the lines and then instead of somebody actually just trying to like like clear up whatever the misunderstanding was somebody pulled out a gun instead like people do not know how to communicate period that's the issue not the music in my opinion I was um but I feel like it's a mm-hmm. combination because that you know the lyrics is both factor in us like becoming numb to these things in a way I think Cause it's like, if you constantly hearing about so much death, like in sing songy ways, and it sounds cool, you know what I'm saying? Like some people, like the younger crowd or whatever, or maybe people even our age, look at it like, oh, you know, this is cool. Like I don't know, like it's you'd be surprised how easily certain people are influenced by things they view as cool or popular, you know? So hmm. I don't know. Mm, but... I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Like okay. when I was a teenager, like I was, I grew up like into anime and cartoons and nerdy shit. And then, like I'll say, about how old was I? I think I was like sixteen, maybe when Fifty Cent like blew up mm-hmm. and became popular. Like I got heavy in the G-Unit and shit like that and then I ended up getting like my first tattoos at like 17 years old and I was sitting there listening to this music and it did like start to have an influence on me even though I, I didn't become like a gangster a gangster rapper or no shit like that but that street shit started feeling more appealing to me you know mm. it was like a gateway even though I had you know a great mom and you know I had my dad in my life to a certain extent but no, that music shit felt cool to me. But then you got to also take into the account, like you were, you were a teenager. You were still, your mind wasn't even fully developed. So, like, of course, you know, somebody who's 16, 17, what, whatever, can be easily influenced because they're not fully developed yet. I'm talking about these people in this situation are people that are oh, well yeah. into their 20s, damn near 30. So you know not to minimize the story you just told but like if we're talking about it from a lens of we're talking about adults here I don't think most grown adults are influenced by music in that way they're influenced by um, the world around them 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. so, no, like, I'm basically like touching on like, what I believe is the root, like the root of it. Mm-hmm. But this situation itself, I think one of the biggest factors that led to this unfortunate tragedy was uh, like ego. And mm-hmm. like you said, for the most part, lack of, you know, proper communication. Because it's like, hey, if you were upset about the outcome of a dice game, okay, first of all, mm-hmm. Quavo is a multi-millionaire. Right, like, what are we doing at a dice game? <laughs> what are you doing there first of all and then second of all okay you lost seven thousand dollars like what is that to a multi-millionaire right seven thousand dollars like come on man yeah like i you know it, it's interesting because you know you hear stories about you know like nothing off the top of my head but like i i recall reading articles about people you know uh was it Jay-Z? I can't remember what, what artist it was, but like overall people were mad that a lot of these artists, you know, they'll, you know, rap certain, you know, songs, whatever the case may be. And then they move out of the areas where black people are, right? But then you think about like people like Nipsey, like look what happened to him. You know, you you stay in the area, you try to uplift the people that you know in the area and they light your ass up. So it's kind of like with this situation, one of the first things I thought to the point you just made, like, what are you doing at a dice game? Are you also playing dice with niggas who got just as much to lose as you, as you do? Like, what what are we doing here? And so, you know, it's just a lot of things. Like, I think people just have, you know, a certain mentality and they forget that everybody around them is as fortunate as they are. And that's how shit like this happens. True, true. And also, this was some kind of event put together by, um, this guy named Jay Prince, by the way. Yeah, who um, is he? Because everybody keeps saying that when people come around him, niggas end up dead. Like, I don't know anything about him. Well, Jay Prince is famous for, like, um, he kind of put, he put, he put uh, Drake on, I believe. And he's, like, a, a very, like, famous and, like, street dude or something like that. But a businessman as well down there in Houston. And his father, he's Jay Prince Jr. And, um, like uh they're not they're, they're just known for like in the south being there for artists and making sure they straight you know as far as business deals and making sure they so-called protected as well but what i was seeing on twitter last night people even started tagging the houston police and trying to tell on this man like no nah, he be extorting artists mm. talking about oh you got to pay a certain amount you know for protection while you you know down south you know, or Texas, whatever the case is, and mm-hmm. so-called snitching or whatever you want to call it. But man, like, I just I don't know, man. That's that's really unheard of when it comes to like artists that's not blue. Come on, why do that to your people, man? Like, oh, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to me, like, to um to touch more on that is like sometimes you feel like you be in the hood. You only feel like unsafe because you are black and that you might get targeted by your own people. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. other people could come in the hood and be good. Mm. Yeah, that's true too. Because it, it could be that they feel as though um, I mean I mean, let's just be clear. Like black people kill black people. Black people kill black people every single day. And how many murders have you heard of just in the city alone, like that have gone unsolved? 
You know what I'm saying? But had it been somebody out in Schaumburg or, you know, Elk Grove Village or something, like, it would have been a different set of circumstances. There would have been more care and consideration into solving, you know, these murders or whatever. So I think a lot of that is just ultimately some folks know that they can get away with certain shit. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, and I just want to, you know, clarify with people, like, man, we're not trying to say, like, you know, push no black on black crime so-called narrative because with Mm-mm. the way the demographic is like if you live around nothing but your race that's most likely what's gonna be oh yeah i mean crimes against you talking like yeah Asians that's even for white Asians, people whites killing white right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying latinos killing latinos that's just how that's common sense that's how it is you know right we ain't on no candace on shit up absolutely not what we're saying is that <laughs> what we're saying is that unfortunately Yes, you you if you do end up getting murdered, you more than likely will get murdered by, as you say, that the demographic that you're surrounded by. However, what we are saying is that um, the care and consideration into solving the murders of black people is not considered as much as people of other uh, races. That's point blank period. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, the rapper, what's his name? Uh, PNB Rock. Mm-hmm. He was killed, you know. After mm-hmm. going to a chicken and waffle with his significant other, and and uh, people were people had their theories about it, saying that all oh, because his friend or wife or whoever it was shared a post of where they were, like they were trying to blame her for it. Turns out it had nothing to do with her and the two two guys that you know attempted to rob him and ended up killing him. Mm-hmm. They were in the parking lot already saw him saw him as a come up man and yeah unfortunately they ended up taking that man's life you know it's like it's sensitive but it's like come on brother it's like common sense don't go in no treacherous neighborhood with super expensive jewelry on man thinking certain street people not gonna see you as a lick right but yeah man rest in peace to him rest in Mm -hmm. peace to take off and hopefully we don't hear any more of these rappers man losing their lives man be safer out there you know move smarter guys move smarter stay out of certain situations like a lot of guys are fathers like man think about your kids man like forget the clout and shit man get that money and stay out the way stay out the way that part yeah, look at look at artists like rappers like Chief Keith. Like at a young age, that dude get out the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that man don't touch Chicago. <laughs> yeah, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> Period. But I unfortunately, like what you're saying, like you know, you would hope that this wouldn't happen again. But I, I, it 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 will unfortunately it will um Sad. you know yeah yeah so want to jump into uh the next topic mm-hmm. so i see you on twitter quite often too i'm trying to be being on folks like... business <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think i like twitter i feel like you know, I don't really do Facebook like that. I'll go on there like every couple months, whatever. Instagram, you know, I'll post my stories. But I think I'm in a space now where like I enjoy Twitter because I do 
find myself being more interested in like what people are thinking what they're talking about I'm not really too much checking for people's pictures and their reels anymore but I do you know try to find like some sort of fruitful conversation on uh, Beyonce's internet so I slide on Twitter and see what the folks are saying <laughs> that's what's up ain't nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. I'll be on there you know like shit on a daily basis nowadays like I mm-hmm. just I get I catch a retweet here and there or I was on 10 when my uh one of my favorite MCs retweeted me Rhapsody oh, like, check her out people man like she dope as hell but um yeah, so as far as Twitter, the world famous mm. multi-billionaire Elon Musk, mm, mm, mm. he bought Twitter, and he's real big on, you know, uh, being against censorship, and he hates the fact that, you know, things get taken out of context, and you know, people get penalized for using words that aren't. Uh, in a malicious way so basically what happened was after he did finally um get the deal to go through and acquire twitter he fired the ceos and clean house or whatever and like he he was a savage about it man he uh brought them on a podcast or something i believe and fired them on air and he made it so that they won't receive their uh severance uh packages and shit like that and a lot of people mad at him about that, but you know, on the other side, a lot, you know, again, a lot of people like shit. Those people got what they deserve, mm. and <laughs> so, okay, he ends up um, having the, the staff that's left uh, lift these restrictions on certain words and phrases and things like that. And next thing you know, uh, the word, the use of the word nigger increased by 500 mm, percent mm, mm. <laughs> in a very short amount of time and you know at that time if you typed in the search bar nigger you see all these crazy motherfuckers like just mm. nigger this nigger that nigger that i'm like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. yeah see so I did a little bit of research just, you know, because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And, you know, to the point you just made, they said within the first the first 12 hours, the use of all kind of derogatory language went up like 500 500%. But there was I forgot was I forgot what news channel I was looking at, but they showed a chart of like when um people were online doing the fucking most and it was like it was like a quick snippet that I saw but it appeared that it was like sometime like the late afternoon or whatever day that was and I was thinking to myself these are working hours right Right. so unless for whatever reason unless these are a whole bunch of bots that just came on there and did whatever you got people that are literally at your job (laughs) your managers mm-hmm. your unit managers your half-ass middle managers your ceos all these people are probably online nigga 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 all day long on a lunch break hard er and the whole piece and it's just like what what i found interesting about it was that like that was his first day like 
owning Twitter. And so he hadn't even changed anything besides like nothing had really changed, I don't think. Like there wasn't any like massive change to like Twitter's infrastructure. So besides like allowing certain words to just filter through, it was like people just took advantage of the fact and just wanted to say it like they was getting off on it. Like what does that do for you? Yeah, they were like uncaged animals, wild animals and shit. Yeah, it's, it's like, all, it, it felt like like when you shake a bottle of a pop or something and you open a bottle and it just explodes. Like y'all really, it the word carries that much weight with y'all that you just, it's like you getting a nut off just saying it. Like, what? what's the problem? <laughs> like you letting this shit build up in you and you just saying it like, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on here? Uh, I think took care of that had people take care of it though in a short amount of time though because i searched the word like later on like a day or two later and mm-hmm. all those tweets that i saw before were gone so mm-hmm. i guess he fixed it or whatever but um you know a lot of people give elon a hard time because um i, I kind of feel like like society like by default vilifies billionaires but elon he does a lot you know he does a lot of positive man and uh, one thing that I saw, like that man donated like six billion shares of, to like charity and. Um, See, always... no, I'm sorry, I gotta cut you off. I, I cannot. What? You, you would not. Now, I don't know. So, like, what he may do, he may have done a couple of things here and there, but the racism that runs rampant in these Tesla facilities, like, no. Oh, speak on it. Like, okay, so I feel like before you can go off and be charitable, whatever else, clean up your own house first, right? Mm. You got people at Tesla factories. You have, once again, mediocre middle management, CEOs, the whole bit, literally ruining the lives of black and brown people at your facilities. I'm talking about, I think there was some sort of like uh, California's largest discrimination suit is on their neck because of how they treated their workers. People talking about how they've been called nigger er, <laughs> on the, the assembly line by man, by management have been called monkeys. There have been Hispanic people that have been uh, uh, using whatever uh, d- d- derogatory language that they use to them in Spanish, right? Just all kinds of shit. Like one man, I think I wrote, I, I, I read an article that was saying something about, um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think there was a Jewish man that was there that said that there was like a swastikas or whatever in like a locker room, like all kinds of crazy shit. Damn. So it's just like Elon Musk, Tesla, like all of y'all, like y'all got a lot of cleaning, house cleaning to do before you try to, you know, buy Twitter and do all this other shit. Like he got a <laughs> lot of mess that his name. See, y'all wasn't here for all that. Yes, if you if you go online and and type in Elon Musk or a Tesla discrimination, like you'll see all these horrible stories of how they have treated black people who are building these fucking Teslas in their factories. And like niggas are so everybody wants to get a fucking Tesla. They want to drive around here with a car that's a robot on wheels and shit. Like people are being treated like shit. I did not know that. Yes. So I'm planning on getting one this month. Nigga, fuck that nigga, okay? Wow. <laughs> Get out of yeah. here. Especially with all these EV cars coming up out of here. No, bitch. Everybody can, everybody is going to ma- be making a car that has um, 
uh, capabilities of parking and driving itself like Tusk can get the fuck up out of here with that I'm good <laughs> check you out no because okay. I don't like that like I don't feel, like this, this piece of just like taking advantage of black people in such a way like to me his name is not a miss it might for me it's not a miss racism period damn period that's a heavy statement that's how I feel until he showed me something different but yeah I was just saying that to say you know he his something you know as far as his ambition it'd be his mind or heart be in the right place certain things he's trying to achieve like um look into this thing this technology he's developing called Neuralink mm-hmm. uh it sounds kind of like very to a certain extent uh what is it Neuralink is some technology um it, it'll connect directly to the brain and basically he's saying um you'd be able to communicate without physically using words you'd be able to hear music like directly to your brain you'd be able to download information directly to your brain and immediately no uh, <laughs> immediately no and he he says some things that sound strange to me because he's like well you know to a certain extent we're already androids like your smartphone like that's part of you like no nah, elon no it's not <laughs> that's a piece of technology that you hold in your hand like you just put down like not getting surgically put into your brain well, mm. yeah so Neuralink we got you know like we just talked about the Teslas the the EVs we got um, he has the mission that he put together to you know get us on Mars and colonize Mars and he got a lot of he got a lot of shit going on but as far as Neuralink, he wants people who have suffered from brain damage to be the first people to receive it. And uh, they had already tested it on some, like, animals. And you can go on YouTube and see they had, like, a monkey playing video games with his mind with the Neuralink technology. So it's, it's I don't know. Crazy as hell. And you look up and they'll be, you know, downloading some shit into your brain and just, no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that reminds me, there was this, um, on, I don't watch a lot of television, but there is this, um, this, this show on Netflix. I want to try to search for it. Um, I, I think I want to, I think it's called the future of, um, and it, yeah, it's called Netflix, the future of docuseries trailer explores how technology will change the future. So yeah, I did. There was an episode where they were talking about death and what death looks like in the future. Um, in terms of like technology and they were talking about how I remember one thing that stood out to me um they were saying how instead of having like you know cemeteries with headstones and all that they want to they want they would like people in the future to like donate their bodies and they would become like mulch in a sense and they would use this to plant trees and so instead of just like again a cemetery it'd be like a beautiful forest but like in this in this instance what they would do would be they would um while and i may be wrong it's been like maybe a a month or so since i've watched it but what i recall was something like you can upload something upload your, your your consciousness essentially into i don't even know what you would call it but whatever the case may be 
your loved ones after you've passed can come to this tree and essentially have something that is like your likeness pop up and you know they could talk to you and the whole bit and I was like that is so fucking crazy and I I feel and go ahead I'm sorry at the surface of you that is they're just gonna come up with a way for a a computer AI to imitate you yeah and essentially that won't be you no. It's not gonna be you. Yeah, and, so I'm completely against that shit. Yeah, and and it's and it's weird because one of the women um, that was in the documentary, she, <laughs> the AI that she down like she was like showing us like what it sounded like, and it was like her welcoming us to her funeral, like oh you know thank you for coming to my funeral, like I, I lived a good life. I'm like that's crazy just by reading a script with just a few words this AI was able to have a whole like like conversation that's crazy because you know and I and I think that's gonna be really hard for people who um that struggle with grief and they're going to I think it's gonna make it's gonna make it hard for people to move on and heal it will it, it's technology i think man we need to dial it down a bit like take a step mm. back that made me also think about something too uh, i watched like the star wars series on uh disney plus mm-hmm. and um one of them they brought back spoiler alert this is about a show called the uh book of boba fett and <laughs> they had a young luke skywalker pop up eventually and they, I thought it was um, Mark Hamill, the actor that played Luke on there. I thought they used some technology to like de-age him or something and did something to his voice or something. But mm-hmm. now it turns out basically what they did, they had a stand-in, uh, like a body double, and they threw his face on him, a young version of his face or whatever. And as far as his voice, um, I thought it was Mark Hamill. I assumed that it, that it was Mark Hamill. Disney use some kind of new technology, but well, that was a computer, a computer AI that sounded exactly like a young Mark Hamill. That's crazy. And it didn't sound like you know robotic or anything like that. Super convincing. And mm-hmm. that's also, um, I'm not sure if y'all saw the headlines. James Earl, the role of Vader, Darth Vader, and handed it over to them. Mm-hmm. So from now on. And new projects, when you hear Vader's voice, it won't be James Earl Jones, even though it'll sound exactly like him. Crazy. It'll be an AI sounding exactly like James Earl Jones. Lord, then these AIs gonna be a problem. They're gonna be a big problem. Yeah. Like, I was... <laughs> 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 There's even some of them that argue with each other on social media platforms. Immediately, no. For what? <laughs> yeah man it's deep it's crazy they have full <sighs> conversations with each other Mm-mm. they have some of them they ask them to paint a picture for like paint me a picture of this and the AI based on because think about this fact mm-hmm. these AI, th- this technology knows every piece of information ever instantly that's scary that has been fed to the internet so it's easy for them to just come up with whatever, like at the snap of a finger. This is like transcendence. <laughs> yeah, or like Black Mirror, like living through that shit right now. 
Oh my god. Mm-mm. Not Black Mirror. <laughs> so back to Twitter though. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing that uh got a huge like got people into an uproar is that Elon wants to charge for the verification um the certified the certified blue check or whatever the hell it's called mm-hmm. he, at first they were like he wants to charge twenty dollars a month for it but then he came out and said i want to charge eight dollars for it and it's because i want to get rid of the whole better than thou master servant cult leader and these are my follower type you know what i'm saying that type mm-hmm. of blueprint that's on twitter he want everybody to have a an equal chance to you know just even the playing field as far as popularity and whose information gets circulated on Twitter right so this is the thing so I think I I think I read somewhere that I think initially it was $20 but now it's like 8 is that true? yeah it is $8 it's $8 okay so this is the thing um, so everybody I've seen some you know conversation here and there about people being people who already have blue check marks being like in an uproar about it and honestly i think it's kind of smart i think it's unnecessary but i think it's smart and the mm. reason why i say that is because at the end of the day everybody wants to feel like there's somebody mm. and everybody wants you know, when you see that blue check mark, you are without even if it's somebody you don't even know. What you will know is that the masses feel like this person is important, and I mm. think that everybody, and no matter how many followers they have or don't have, everybody wants to feel like they're somebody, and they want to feel like they're important, and they want other people to feel that way about them as well. And you're right, him changing the qualifications to get. Um, a check mark makes it so it's no longer the haves versus the have nots. And I feel like people on Instagram have been doing that. Like people have been like, um, I remember I used to see like ads all the time, like buy followers and you know, you pay this, you'll get this many followers or whatever. Like, you know, to me that's Instagram's blue check, even though they, they do have a blue check too, right? I, I think Instagram has that. But either way, um, at the end of the day with Twitter, I think everybody just wants to feel like there's somebody and everybody wants to f- wants people to know who they are. And they want that validation that comes with that. So I think it's from um, a, 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 a perspective of trying to earn more revenue, I think it's smart because people are going to do it. <laughs> They're going to do yeah. it. People want, and it'll be somebody with like two followers and they'll have a blue check mark. I think what it's gonna do is gonna take the, it's gonna take the um, the value of it away. No different than if some if there's a pair of gym shoes that everybody wants and we all get them. It's just kind of like, do I really want this pair of George Zach? Because all the niggas got it. Like you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's gonna be like that. So there's gonna have to be something else that's going to have to separate, you know, people who have millions of followers from people like me who only got like maybe 800. <laughs> you know, but from a money-making perspective i think it was smart yeah and then also he um i don't have the list right here right now but he he said that that also would come with certain features that um that your basic common twitter user that doesn't have a blue check mm-hmm. you will have access to certain things like um you know the way you 
function, the way you interact with ads and the way your information gets spread and then mm-hmm. just different stuff that you know, you'll be able to edit your tweets and things like that. Well, you can do oh. that right now. There's a lot of stuff that you'll be able to do that a regular Twitter user cannot. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good idea at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. it's business, you know. And, it's um, business. That's it. Now, if, if he starts trying to like charge everybody just to have like monthly usage, oh yeah, I'll be, I will be exiting, nah. the, I'll be exiting the chat quickly. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think you know, I think it was, it was smart. Yeah, and then I want to take out the time too to promote, you know, shameless plug, fan base. That's a social media platform that was created by a black man by the name of Isaac Hayes the Third. It's Isaac Hayes, the legendary late great Isaac Hayes' son. Um, and he allowed right on top for people to become investors and fan base. I'm a fan base investor, man. It only cost it at the time like 256 bucks to buy like 64 shares. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a cool platform, you know. You it's similar to Instagram. Uh, they have like the audio rooms, like. Well, audio rooms way more common now. Like, cause you got, but Clubhouse kicked it off. Everybody was on Clubhouse and shit. Oh, Clubhouse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now you got audio rooms on Twitter. You got audio rooms on Facebook. But mm-hmm. fan base is cool. People check it out, man. Give it a shot. Tap Plus, in the fan base. If it blows up, you know, I become rich. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But um, <sighs> next topic, I want to dive into uh, yeah. Plus, why we on the topic of social media too? Mm-hmm. Um, so Kanye bought this platform called Parlor. <sighs> Have you been on it yet? Never, and I don't plan on it. <laughs> yeah. I download, I, I checked out Truth, Trump's uh platform, Truth out of curiosity. So it's called Truth. Yeah, Trump got a platform. That's separate, though. He got a platform called Truth. Kanye's is called Parlor. Okay. So, Parlor, it turns out, um, I think Android and uh, iOS kicked them off, like, from you being able to download the shit, because there's so many races and uh, sexes and you know, weirdos flock to it. Because they like, okay, this is freedom of speech, but you, you just have a bunch of weirdos saying a bunch of toxic, crazy shit. So they were like, no, we got to get this up out of here. But um, you will find Kanye on Parlor nowadays where he go, he goes on this little ranch that you would usually see on Instagram because he's banned. He got a 30-day ban going on with IG mm-hmm. again. But right now, they get to the point where anything, if Kanye brings up Jewish people, period, now, like, they're going to say he's being anti-Semite or whatever. Mm-hmm. And him and so basically this latest incident him and russell simmons were having a conversation and kanye was like oh i'm a i'm about to hold jewish people accountable for unfair contracts or blah 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 this that or i'm gonna die trying and blah blah blah. and he screenshotted that and he put it on instagram Mm. and they hit him with a 30-day ban and i'm Mm. like I read that I'm like, okay, this time I feel like he didn't really he didn't really say anything wrong with this. But sometimes the messenger they just come up, you 
the damage is done because the way he articulates his thoughts sometimes, like he just is it's a tripped out ass way. So Right. So I um I have so many thoughts on this, I don't even know where to start. Um Kanye West. It's so tragic because when I think of Kanye West, like that nigga was lit like when I was twenty one and I'm in the club and like it's just I can't get that Kanye out of my mind. So when I see like how he has fallen from grace in the way that he has, it's so sad. But like um he brought this on himself at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So the most recent thing I saw about him, he I don't know where he was at, but there was like a bunch of reporters around him and he was, you know, apologizing for some of the statements that he made. And, you know, he started it started off the um, I'll call it a little bullshit press conference by like reading <laughs> off the def- the definition of what anti-Semitism is. And then he proceeds to read the definition and then goes off to say that he didn't know that he was being um, an anti-Semite. And so my whole thing is I'm. I'm struggling with this concept of this man dubbing himself a genius, right? And then we recently hear that he recently uh, stated that he doesn't read books. Like, all these different things, it's just like, you're just talking. You're just talking (laughs) and just throwing shit together. I saw one podcast um, I was listening to and this man was right he was like everything that Kanye says sounds like a bar like it's just like a random stream of consciousness like he's not even saying shit and so <laughs> like and, and that's how it is it's like you're just you're just talking but like you're just throwing words together but what are you actually saying and so I think that so there was a okay so I love Chris Cuomo I'm not like a super fan of like white people but like I love 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 Chris Chris Cuomo and he did um an interview with him I want to say like almost three weeks ago where he was going back and forth with Chris and Chris was telling him like yo like what you're saying is dangerous like really was gave him he, he kept crying for a platform Chris gave him the floor and let him just rattle off like this little random stream of consciousness but like Chris was like what you're saying is incorrect what you're saying is wrong and like proceeded to correct him and at every twist and turn Kanye was cutting this man off are you going to give me a platform or not are you going to give me a platform or not like wouldn't even let this man finish a thought and so I don't want to hear him now that the world has canceled him reading off the definition of what it means to be an anti-Semite when every platform that he's been on over the course of the past three weeks people have done nothing but try to educate him on how ignorant he sounds and he has chosen to be willfully ignorant and so like I I don't really care about what Kanye is talking about I don't really care about this apology tour that he's going on because it's like you he says some of the craziest shit and then about black people about whoever and then goes on the apology tour and one thing um i think old man ero was talking about this and he went off on a on a tangent and i completely agree with him that like unlike other races of people know how to get on one accord to make shit pop black people do not because you will get half of us talking about he's a genius right 
the other half of us are talking about how you know Kim Kardashian did this to him right or the other half is talking about oh he, it's because his mama's dead you know and the other half is like oh fuck all that I'm finna buy these like nobody can get on one accord to really make shit move but then when Jewish people are now all of a sudden black people are on Twitter and every, everything else like oh why is it that when Kanye said slavery was a choice why couldn't we get this kind of action because y'all niggas were well, still supporting him yeah, that, because that everybody everybody exactly <laughs> exactly like we couldn't we couldn't um, get in alignment like that to make anything happen they are and that's sad that's why I'm glad like somebody like uh, Van Lathan um Van during that segment when Kanye was at TMZ, like wow, yes, classic. Van kind of got on his ass, like, and I didn't even know who the hell Van Lathan was at first. I had discovered his podcast, one of his podcasts uh, last year, where they review like nerdy shit, like certain shit I'm into, and I had no idea who he was. I found out about the Kanye thing later, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is who this, this is the same person. Like, oh, that's dope. But um, yeah, Kanye. He, surrounded yes men supposedly like I I heard Charlemagne and um Envy talk about like man like he come to the breakfast club and he had these guys sitting outside the the little area where they record and he's like man these dudes he just Kanye would be looking over at them and they just they just be nodding their head in agreement with whatever he says like he, he travels with yes men like that, that was, yeah. that's strange to me you know and uh, <laughs> it was like you gotta have somebody in your circle that'll keep it 100 with to you. keep it a bean yep and it's crazy the um the the interview that I saw when he was you know on this like apology tour or whatever it it was interesting because um this literally happened like on a random street I don't even know where he was at and he just had reporters all around him he had people that were with him around him and every time that he would say something that like so one of the things that he said uh, and I'm paraphrasing a bit he said something along the lines of the way that Adidas and all these other companies have treated him he now knows what George Floyd felt because he feels like these companies are now essentially standing on his neck right and yeah, so you can hear reporters in the background like nigga what and so like somebody <laughs> like tried to say something to kind of like unpack what he had just stated and somebody on Kanye's end was like like no he didn't mean it like that like no y'all trip like he didn't have like like to your point a whole bunch of yes men that were behind him and they were putting a battery in his fucking back every time like a reporter would try to like clear, like say something to him to like add a little bit more clarity or shed some light on what he had just stated somebody in the background was like no he didn't mean it like that like no y'all don't get it like something oh, like that uh... and it's just like that's what I'm talking about you don't have anybody around you to really call you hold your feet to the fire and you're losing everything and I said this like maybe two weeks ago and I, I, I would hope that it wouldn't happen but I'm like I don't even want to say I don't think Kanye gonna be around much longer. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. Because even when I'm seeing him on interviews, I'm like, "Who are you?" I'm like, "Nigga, you have been wearing the same hoodie and hat for three weeks straight. You look filthy." 
You look unkept. And then what, what was his name? Um, D.L. Hughley. He he made a really good point. He was like, if Kanye had a vagina, somebody would have put that nigga in the conservatorship just like they did Brady Spears. But because you have a dick and you are known for being controversial, you get to run amok around the world. Why? Well, okay. I would say my rebuttal to that would be like he's older and has more money than you know what I'm saying Brady did at the time and more control over what he has going on in his life. But um, yeah, that interview I, I saw that like if you want to call it an interview, I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was his attempt. <laughs> that was his poor attempt to get around to apologize to the black community because he, a lot of people, including myself. But like man Kanye went on this apology tour he apologized to the Jews and all this all the time right now but he still hadn't apologized to you know blacks for saying what he said about George Floyd and wearing those White Lives Matter shirt, shirts uh, with Candace Owens so it was a poor a poor ass attempt at a so called apology and uh, he he said like you know I'm I'm sorry to whoever I hurt with that you know but I was just trying to expose certain and I, and I get you know what I'm saying he feels a certain type of way about the organization Black Lives Matter turning out to had done a lot of bullshit with the money that they received like there was an investigation into like you know okay let's see what they did with this money did they help out you know black communities and shit like that but. It turned out a lot of those, a lot of the money went to them doing things for themselves, you know, looking out for their own family members and they was paying for strippers and, you know, exotic shit and, you know, for the most part, they helped out the, um, the gay community with the money and they just, they didn't help a lot of blacks with that money, man. And one of the most vocal people were, I think, uh, Eric Gardner's mama, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not Eric Gardner, um, Tamir Rice's mother. Uh, and they were just putting them on blast like yo these people didn't help us with shit you know what I'm saying like y'all sitting there using our kids you know with them being slain by you know the police and shit like that you using our pain to make money but you would, you would come standing with us one time at a news press conference and shit like that then we never hear from y'all again so, yeah and so I get that part and um, the families that were directly impacted, you know, by some of these, um, you know, movements, what have you. Like, yeah, they definitely have every right to speak whatever they feel that their truth is. My thing is, I don't, Kanye, Kanye jumping on that bandwagon was, in my mind, very disingenuous because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of what he had to say about the Black Lives Matter movement was because he was, you know, um, what's the girl's name? We had just said her name. Candace Owens. Yeah, he's 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 riding Candace Owens's dick, and on top of that, <laughs> like, then you you buy Parlor, and her and Candace Owens' hu- husband is the CEO of Parlor. Like, yeah. he, like, like it's very disingenuous. You don't give a fuck they about Black that, Lives honestly. Matter. You just you just wanted to jump on the coattails of what Candace Owens and them are doing because you want to have a platform to talk more nonsense and bullshit <laughs> and not be canceled for it and Candace sometimes I don't know man sometimes she comes off as like 
like, damn, I'll be like, what's wrong with her? Like, what traumatized this lady like this that got her like <laughs> You like who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> she comes off like this like demonic to me sometimes. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I actually want to watch that that um documentary because I'm really curious about how we how she got there. That um I forgot what it was BLM something I forgot what it's called but I couldn't find it anywhere but that was you know the documentary that she made about the Black Lives Matter movement or whatever and um I heard a breakdown of it and I want to see it she kind of investigated and found out uh a lot of I don't know like she didn't she didn't investigate anything what she did was she went to black people who probably had a hand or a foot in the movement in some form of fashion. She paid their ass a shit ton of money to get them to fucking sing. That's all she did. She <laughs> bought. She bought these people. She bought them. So what? What led to Kanye being sued for two hundred fifty million by uh, the family George Floyd's family? Was his statement on drink drink champs that oh, uh, George Floyd? They like. Oh, he was like. Um, it wasn't the knee on the neck. You know, he was barely on them. Like it was, they hit him with the fence. Crazy. And I'm like, Kanye, what, what's going on? Like, did what? you watch the interview? Yeah, and I'm like, this, this grown ass man was on this man's neck, bro. Like, you, you, what you talking about? It wasn't that. And yeah. he looks at it like, you know, no, you know, it's the same as, you know, everybody saw JFK get assassinated, and everybody got their own theories. So why can't I just have my theory? And he's like, then he went into, okay, well, I gave George Floyd's family $2 million mm. back then when this all went down. What everybody else give them? Like, what, now they want to sue me? Somebody put them up to that. And oh, and he went in on, uh, what's his name? Ari Emanuel. He's a person uh, very prominent in the um, Jewish community. He kind of gave the green light, like, hey, man, everybody. Yeah, it's it's time to get Kanye up out of here. Yeah, I heard he's not to be fucked with. Like he he pressed a button and shut your whole life down. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, that's what made Kanye get the I'm speaking love language now and all this shit. Like, oh, he's speaking love language. I'm weak, <laughs> but like I, I, you know, um, you know, for me, I've been done with him for a minute anyway. But like. I think what was like a week or two ago when he went, I don't know if this is on Instagram or on Twitter, where he went in on George Floyd's mother. And almost in a sense, what it felt like was, you know, I gave you, I gave your daughter money for college or whatever. Like, how dare you try to sue me and you're a pawn and blah, blah. He was just seeing all these like bullshit talking points. Then at the very end, he was like, he made Man, a comment about her. Ugly. Our hat. Your hat you is ugly. Hat. And I'm like, your hat is ugly, nigga. Again, you've been walking around here for the past month with that same filthy ass camo hat. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? And another thing, about? too, man, like, like Charlie Kwali kind of hinted at, you know, Kanye dabbles back and forth with, you know, alcoholism. So I'm like, man, sometimes this man be drunk. Yeah. Mm. Um,. So sometimes, like on drink champs, like I seen, he was like, "Oh, what's this dude say?" Like Kanye, you could tell as the interview goes on, even with his other, his previous um, 
Drink Champs interview, you could tell, like, yeah, he getting lit. Yeah. He getting more comfortable saying more and more bullshit. This little cheap bitch do say, get the fuck out anyway. <laughs> <Do say. laughs> wow. Oh my god, I'm weak. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you wow. Oh my god. Say. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was I don't know, man. Um, I, like I said, I still fucks with his music. I love what he did for the culture. As far as mm-hmm. it felt good to have an artist like him become popular, and you feel, you know, hip hop. It was refreshing and. It made you, it made like the nerd community and us common average Joe guys feel like, okay, like, I ain't gotta be a gangster. I ain't gotta be this. I can like this and just feel good about it. You know, back then, that's the quote unquote old Kanye. He even is aware of that. We look at it like, damn, I miss the old Kanye because he made a skit about it on one of the albums. Make Kanye great again. <laughs> But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Hopefully he gets it together and stop being a self-sabotager. Uh, I think in order for that to happen, he would have to acknowledge that something's wrong. And as long as he's walking around here, he hasn't done it since Adida pulled the wool from his ass, like pulled the rug from underneath his ass. But like, you know, even in interviews, he's like, why don't you guys ever mention the fact that I'm a billionaire? That Like, just a very disgusting elitist point of view but it's just he doesn't think that there's anything wrong and how do you ever change something if you don't see anything wrong with the you know way things are so i think something is going to have to happen like drastic for him to like really have a moment and that moment needs to look like his ass going away for a minute he gonna have to do a mel gibson on that ass and like disappear for like a few years on that ass and like come back like he he won't go away enough to people he doesn't give people a chance to just kind of I don't want to say heal but he doesn't give people a chance to just forget the bullshit and just like move on to something else every week or every other day every news cycle there's something even crazier that he's done or said than the day before yeah he I, I just think he needs like a somebody a professional spokesperson or something man it's like where's your where's your team a publicist. Where, where's your publicist like <laughs> where are the people at where are the things at like why are you out here looking like that what's going on nigga take your ass back to wyoming and go ride a horse or some shit get the fuck up off my tv <laughs> it would greatly benefit him like if snoop can hire a professional blunt roller kanye can hire somebody who speaks for him <laughs> He pays Snoop pays a, a person hundred k a year to roll blunts, man. Crazy. Like damn. <laughs> Ooh, the so best, much. the best blunt rollers are in Jamaica. Period. Word. Period. I had a driver when I went to uh, Montego Bay, and when I say this man was driving through what they call, I guess they they slum or whatever, and was like zigzagging through traffic and was like broke my weed down, rolled the shit up for me and I'm like, damn. <laughs> In the dark, I'm like, you, you true to this. Like, yeah, you. <laughs> like, <sighs> sound like Snoop needs to hire. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like, you hey, hey, I don't know. Hopefully this man figures shit out and gets it together, like, cut this bullshit out and, um, mm-hmm. 
you be all right and you know you hinted at the fact that you think uh Charlemagne said something similar to on brilliant idiots that yeah. uh he's like i don't think i don't know if he'll be around much longer. like, I, like I hope it don't come today i hope it don't come today either but it's just like it what we're what we're witnessing is the downfall of yay and like i don't even think he realizes it yet but i think if some more shit gets pulled from him and he's not able to express himself creatively if he's not able to really get people to fuck with him because i think when you're going through trauma and you're going through these breakdowns whatever the case may be the things that keep you lifted the things that keep you encouraged are the people around you and if you have people around you who are just there just to be there but they don't really care about your well-being that's not sustainable and so that's what i'm saying like there's gonna come a day where it's gonna be like i don't have anybody and that's gonna be the day hopefully it doesn't come but if it does come that's gonna be the day when he has that level of awareness he ain't there yet but it but something needs to change because i'm not sure how true it is but i did see like an article floating around that he's saying he's having trouble even finding a lawyer that'll take on nobody wants to be associated his his shit and he's he might lose his parental rights or something he's saying baby and i'm like damn can we talk about that too real quick um i i'm not a fan of the kardashians at all um i think they're they're pretty to look at you know what i'm saying they're they're their surgeons have done beautiful work you know what I'm saying but like I don't like Kim Kardashian at all and I don't like her because I don't like how I don't like how she uses people Mm. black people specifically I don't like how they are they are okay okay say say someone says say someone says like Okay, what about the brother she helped get free? You know what I'm saying? That was wrongfully incarcerated. What I would say is she didn't do that by herself. True. There, there are there are teams of people that look like me and you that work tirelessly to get people off of death row and to help people with cases. It's just they put a, you know, you're Kim Kardashian, so it's supposed to hold weight. Fuck Kim Kardashian. <laughs> do you know that they were talking like even if, speaking of like the Kardashians like there was something I read about Kylie where like she failed homeschool how the fuck do you fail homeschool whoa <laughs> Kylie Jenner Kylie Jenner Damn. yes that she's not she's not intelligent like their mother is a branding genius she knows what the people wanted to see she knew what people found to be beautiful and she capitalized off that. That's why all of her kids have been under the fucking night. Yeah, because you know, speaking of her, I don't know why I was surprised to hear Ray J, you know, reveal that that tape was not, you know, leak or, leak or anything. Yeah, they put that and shit up. And the lady is so wild. Like, she, she made them re-record it. She watched mm-hmm. her daughter fucking this man and say you know what record this again like make sure you know this is right you know you know why if you go back and look at the video you like why y'all got lighting set up and all this ain't no just no leaked amateur video like y'all y'all were prepared for other people to see this shit you know what i will give chris chris jenner the benefit of the doubt she's trash 
but she's cunning and she's smart. While, first of all, she been knew her husband was wearing dresses and shit. She knew that. And she knew that there was probably going to come a day where all of this shit was going to hit the fucking fan. She needed to secure the bag. And she made her daughter take one for the team. Period. But, like, at the end of the day, like, she, Kim was the sacrificial lamb. Period. And she went willingly. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad for her in that sense. But what I, what I, what I don't like is the concept of them using the likeness of black women to get put on in all these different ways. Cause you have never heard of a reality star who's become a billionaire. You got deals with Balenciaga and all this other shit. Like Balenciaga isn't even supposed to know who you are. You're supposed to be a, a, a C-list celebrity that was reduced to a sex tape. But now you're 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 walking in fucking Prada, uh, Prada fall, 22, fall 22 fashion shows. Like what are you talking about? So at the end of the day, at the and then to go back to my initial point, I do not like Kim Kardashian for the fact that like she has built a career off of using people of color to get to where she needs to get and including men and I feel like now that she she has felt like she's reached this pinnacle of celebrity you know now I could take this fake ass booty out my ass and I can get a breast reduction and pull these fake ass hips out of my body and I could just really be the white woman I've always wanted to be like I don't I don't like that and I don't, regardless if, regardless if you, if she married Kanye, got divorced, whatever the case may be, this is the father of your children. And this is somebody who opened the door and paved the way for you to be Balenciaga Kim. And so like, you see the show, your ex-husband is spiraling in such a way. Help him. You don't have to be involved with him. You don't even have to have like your hands in the thick of this shit, but get him some fucking help. You know, he doesn't have any real family. He, the family he had with her was really all the family that he really seemed to care about. And to it, be honest, I feel like she kind of led him on because like that during that Donda tour, um, she did. Why you popping up with that fucking gown on and shit? Like, she why had the wedding here? dress on. Like, yes. when he set himself on fire and all that. Like, if you had in your mind, you was you had your mindset on the fact that I am absolutely one hundred percent positively about to divorce this man. Mm-hmm. Why would you come on tour with him and put put a wedding dress on? Like, what? But see, okay, I don't like her, but I can kind of play devil's advocate with that situation like I mean breakups and divorces are messy and they're confusing and I I think it's possible that there's times within the early parts of this filing or whatever that maybe she was reconsidering and like they maybe they were talking through things or whatever it's not most people when it comes to those kind of things aren't really that final on a decision those kind of things you kind of teeter back and forth with are you making the right decision? Is this the right thing that should I give this more time? Like it's never really over until it's over. And so, yeah, in this, in when we were seeing her, they could have been in the space where they might have been considering working the shit out, but you know, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think she had her mind made up. Cause it's like, she ain't even wait for that shit to finalize. Like she, old Pete was in there 
in them guts like good old Pete <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's hey big up. head look <laughs> and then she started doing a little shit yeah. that I know she uh, you could tell she was trying to gaslight you man cause she started taking pictures you never seen her like taking pictures of her workout shoes she made sure it'd be seen that she was wearing Nikes and shit like that. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's Kanye to see. Like, look, ain't wearing your Yeezys. Like, no, but <laughs> see, that's because the people were going off on her. She did have a post where she was, uh, she took an image in them Yeezys, and the people was like, take them shits off your feet. Like, she, like they were going in <laughs> on her, and then right after that, that's when she took that photo with the Nikes. Well, yeah, that could be why. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that triggered him though to see her, see her in them Nikes though, man. Yeah, like take them shits off. But either way, she still has parts stake in the company. I, I I heard so it wouldn't even matter what she had on. She's still getting the check. Yeah, and that's the mother of his kids at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he cutting some kind of checks like, in support. But um, mm-hmm. she probably got a life insurance policy on his ass so deep. If he kick rock, she's gonna be a a trillionaire probably. Shit, man. Mm-hmm. But I guess Mike won't be able to join us tonight. Um, we got some something going on right now at the moment, but it's all good. <laughs> uh, any other like anything, you know you want to throw out there before we go on to closing you know crunch time um what do you mean like just in general or on the subjects that we've been discussing just in general whatever whatever is on you right now just um whatever it is throw it out there mm-hmm. whatever I don't, I don't i don't think i have anything specific that i um that I need to or feel compelled to throw out there. This is my first time doing a podcast with another person. I'm normally doing it by myself and this was actually really easy. If anybody has ever done a podcast alone, having to do that is really hard, especially if you have a lot of thoughts and a lot of things and it's kind of hard when you don't really have anybody to you know, bounce, you know, right, bounce the conversation back off of. So this is actually really nice and it flow and I'm I'm happy with it. Well, yeah, I'm glad, you know, after I extended the invitation, you accepted right away. Like, yeah, I'm down to join, you know. Mm-hmm. So you'll be on our episodes going forward as part of the crew. Okay. Um, undiluted. Um, Oh yeah, well, too, uh, the whole mm-hmm. Kanye thing. I, I want to um, say, you know who Kyrie Irving is, right? Mm-hmm. What you think about what they're trying to do to him right now? Because he shared, like, I guess a link to a movie about, um, you know how some of the the, uh, the hotels and shit like that say, oh, you know, blacks for the original Jews and the shit like that, and. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of movie, a documentary, or whatever. I guess he watched it and he shared the link. They want to try to counsel him over simply just sharing it, because they say, "Oh, that's this that's anti-Semitic or whatever." What? To even, to even watch the movie or to bring it up is he? They feel like he's promoting it. So I haven't even heard about this movie, and who? I need more information because who? Who? did the movie like what is this about 
I don't know, man. I guess, like I said, um, that's the only information I have about it is that there's like what Kanye tried to say too is that uh, black people are the original Jews and shit like that, and that the people that we see as the face of the Jewish community right now are not the true Jews and shit like that. So. Yeah, no, I need to get more information before I have an input on that. But what I will say is that I think um, the whole concept of cancel culture is bullshit. I think people get upset and they, you know, say a couple, you know, people just want to, can- everybody wants to cancel every fucking body. But like, does anybody <laughs> ever really get canceled? Like, no. for real. All right. So it's just like, okay, whatever. Y'all go, go play in traffic. Y'all will be all right anyway. Because that's very evident in the fact that nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying, you, you bring up R. Kelly to somebody, they be like, nah, we done with him, we ain't playing this music. No Who done shit. with him? Let me tell you something. <laughs> like, but look, I something. say that to say this, but Yo. you, but then next thing you know, there's a fucking TikTok challenge. Exactly. These motherfuckers dancing to some shake, shake, and all this shit. <laughs> and you got kids doing it, and I'm like, what is going on? Right, y'all just canceled Kells. First of all, anybody who who was born and raised in Chicago, we are not canceling R. Kelly, not for real. I will forever and always have TP2 on my Spotify and Bump and Grind remix. There now, now what? <laughs> like, no, no, get out of here. <laughs> damn, yeah, R. Kelly. I don't know. That's a whole episode in this damn show to talk about him. But I don't even want to do it. No, poor thing. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I've got the whole thing, but like, you know, he he gonna die in jail. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's messed right, up. Shit else, shit else you could do about him. Ain't nothing you could do about it. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, as far as Kyrie, I feel like Kyrie shouldn't be punished for simply sharing a movie hmm. title or a link or whatever he did. Like, he didn't say, he didn't give an opinion on it. He just stared like, hey, boom, here's a link to this movie. He ain't say shit. He just dropped a tweet or a post or whatever. And these analysts like Charles Barkley and shit like that, they're saying that they feel he should be punished and shit. They're like, for what? He didn't even offer an opinion on it. And then he made a statement. He's like, I'm not anti-Semitic or whatever. Like, bro, I just shared a motherfucking movie I just watched. Like, <laughs> so they going overboard with this shit, man. And it's like, man. Yeah, it's, it's too much. Like, it... Anything dealing with Jewish people, you know, people are ready to throw the book at them about it. But, like, that's stupid because there's all kind of movies about, you know, concentration camps, like the boy with the boy with the stri- in the striped pajamas, like all kind of things, like, that talk about. Um, and was there a movie, something that was similar to The Diary of Anne Frank or something to that effect? Like, somebody could just share a link about it. He could have been sharing a link just to educate people. Who knows? But, like, it's definitely not cancel worthy, I don't think. Yeah, and I, I also what plays a factor into that shit is that he has a um, reputation of like being a big time conspiracy theorist and well, at one time he sided with the flat earthers and shit and Mm-mm. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kyrie can go off the deep end sometimes so Mm-mm. I don't know no I'm good either way, either way. about to close out appreciate you Know, joining the team we will be coming with much more content people you know it was, it's been a slow year for us we slowed down but back doing our thing 
shoot us some ideas I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, JP Undiluted. What's your um what's your Twitter handle? What is my Twitter handle? Hold on. Cause why why do I, why do I not know? Maybe because I, I spend a lot of time on there talking to myself, so I never really need to give it out. Um, <laughs> what is my Twitter? Well, on Twitter it's a pretty round and then it's BRO5. Cool, cool. So this has been episode 157. I, I believe if I'm wrong, hey, my bad. I fuck up too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> shoot us some ideas, you know what I'm saying? And if you know, feel some type of way about this episode, shit like that, any feedback is welcome. Anybody who want to be a guest on here, y'all want to debate, want to you know, whatever, it's whatever, you know. Oh, you don't want to debate me because you're going to lose. Hey, I like that energy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Till then, uh, till next time, people, man. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you once again, Katrina. Thank you. Good night. Good morning, uh, people. Whatever, you, whatever time of the day it is. Peace. Till next time. Bye.